Welcome to NBA Storytime. I'm Jamel Johnson. I was just about to learn the price one man paid for absolutely refusing to stop kicking people in the balls. Press play, but gently though. You know what I was thinking about the other day? Bears are sick. Such a versatile animal. They're big, but they're quick, deceptively graceful, awesome on Russian television. Do yourself a favor. YouTube search Bear Steals Meat Off the Grill and have an afternoon. Oh, 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 he's gone. Bless its heart. God love it. Most of the attributes kind of remind me of Draymond Green. Draymond Green with the slam. In fact, one of his nicknames is the Dancing Bear, which is a perfect fit. He's got the moves and the rage. The problem with that though, when you're more bear than human on the court, that can cause you some trouble and possibly even cost the best regular season team in NBA history their championship in 2016. It's over, it's over. Cleveland is a city of champions once again. The 2016 Golden State Warriors weren't your typical 73 and nine team, if that makes any sense. They were reigning champions, returning all their key pieces from the previous year's squad. Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Andre Iguodala, excuse me, Olympic gold medalist Andre Iguodala. But they began the season without their head coach. Steve Kerr had undergone surgery to fix a ruptured disc in his back in the offseason and hadn't recovered sufficiently by the start of training camp. Bad news is I'm not feeling well enough to coach yet. You know, when, when I feel better, I'll feel better. This meant assistant head coach Luke Walton would be holding it down on the sideline for the Warriors until Kerr was healthy enough to wield a clipboard. Luke was inexperienced. This would be his first, yet somehow least spicy, head coaching gig. The new coach for the Los Angeles Lakers, Luke Walton. He was given the keys to a turbocharged sports car of a team, but his inexperience didn't seem to matter. Walton whipped that thing out to 24 consecutive wins to start the season on the way to earning Western Conference Coach of the Month honors for October and November. And for those who think he was just there to call timeouts and hand out water bottles, Walton did bring something to the table to earn those accolades. Elements of the triangle offense from his time playing under Phil Jackson. He had two points of the triangle all ready to go, Stephen Clay, and the third point became Draymond Green. He's getting really good at, you know, when teams want to double Steph, becoming the primary playmaker for us. And we trust his opinions, whether he's going to shoot it or, or pass it or what. But he's, he's playing unselfish basketball and uh, getting a lot of people involved, and we love that. With Walton at the helm, the Warriors got off to the second fastest start in NBA history at 39-4. Everything was moving according to plan. Step one, dominate the league. Step two, rinse. Step three, repeat as champions. Draymond Green was getting some shine and the whole team was thriving. But while Green's usage went up, so did his signature boneheaded plays. Green was known for screaming at referees and getting technical fouls, but he was also known for accidental contact and generally using his body incorrectly. On January 22, 2016, Kerr made his triumphant return to coaching the Warriors, and everything was just how he left it, except for Draymond. When Kerr resumed control, Green's playing time dropped by nearly 10 minutes per game, and he was being told to shoot less for obvious reasons. That angered the dancing bear, making him feel more like the bear from Tekken. Kuma, round one. Fight. 
This continued to fester behind a string of W's until it all came to a head at halftime in OKC on February 27th. I can tell you about a very emotional locker room at halftime. One of the players went on a profanity-laced tirade. The indications that I've gotten from other players is that it was Draymond Green. He was yelling and screaming, I am not a robot. I know I can play. You have me messed up right now. If you don't want me to shoot, I won't shoot the rest of the game. Green didn't swing on anybody. He didn't sit out the game. He didn't even stop shooting. He took two more shots and missed them both. The Warriors didn't even fucking lose. Instead, they rallied to beat the Thunder that game like they always did. But on a team that looked invincible, it seemed like there may have been a gap in the armor. The next day, this was all anybody could talk about at the team's media availability. I know everybody have questions about it. I apologize to my teammates and my coaching staff, uh, this organization. Um, that wasn't the right way to handle what needed to be handled. It was handled internally, and we all love each other, and we're, we're good. No harm, no foul, right? Green apologized with an edible arrangement. Kerr accepted by using the fruit to ice his back. We're all good. Kerr wrote Draymond a letter that both say saved their now close relationship, despite the fact that Draymond himself said he didn't finish reading it. It may have sounded like his acceptance speech for Coach of the Year later that season. Draymond, don't ever change if you're watching this. Keep yelling at me. I'm going to keep yelling at you. It's the best. You know, he, he provides the edge that this team needs. Um, without Draymond, we'd be in trouble. We would be too quiet and, and too nice. The locker room tirade should have been a footnote on a historical season. You know, like MJ going to find Rodman in Vegas. Or Rodman going to join the NWO. Or Rodman marrying himself. It probably would have been swept away if everybody involved hadn't taken the wrong lessons, contributing to the most notorious blown lead of all time. Allow me to explain. Steve Kerr discovered that if he met Green's fire with his own, Draymond could blow up. Steve wasn't scared. He punched Jordan in the face but he decided to back off for the greater good. Draymond's bad behavior was, if not reinforced, not punished in any meaningful way. Fast forward to the playoffs, it's the Western Conference Finals against that same Thunder team. Draymond begins to get a little wild. It's the leg, guys, watch the leg. Oh, oh my goodness. The follow through on the foot gets you in trouble every time. And that's the second time that Green and let's say inadvertently made contact. Draymond Green kicked Thunder center Steven Adams in the groin three times in this series and was awarded one flagrant foul. Add that to the one he picked up earlier against the Rockets when he picked up and threw Michael Beasley to the floor and Green was courting disaster. At three flagrant fouls, the player has a mandatory one-game suspension. Kerr valued his new understanding with Green and he remained silent during Green's fuck-ups which seemed to be fine. The Warriors moved past the Rockets in the Thunder to advance and face the Cavaliers in the NBA Finals. Golden State took a commanding 3-1 lead, but at the end of Game 4, Green acted out one more time. Green and James joying at each other while play continues. They get out of the pull-up. That won't go. And a double foul is going to be called. Remember, Draymond Green is one flagrant foul and two technicals away from being suspended. LeBron James stepped over Draymond Green, seeming to put his own nuts on a platter for the men. And of course, Draymond reached up and hit LeBron in the groin and then took another minor swing. At the time, Green was only given a personal foul, but the league looked into the matter and awarded Green a flagrant foul, suspending him for game five. 
The Warriors' best chance to close out the Cavaliers at home with all the momentum in the world just got a lot harder. Then history happened. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James with the rejection. The Cavaliers became the first team to successfully come back from a 3-1 hole in the finals and gave Cleveland its first championship in 52 years. Whether LeBron was cagey enough to intentionally set these events into motion, the byproducts cannot be denied. Draymond Green is an excellent defender, and they were locking the Cavaliers up. What's the best way to improve your offense when things aren't going well? Have the other team's defender thrown out of the game, duh. You did what no other team had been able to do, coming back from a 3-1 deficit in the finals. And to do that, you had to win twice in a place that proved too much for so many teams. What did you find in Game 5 here? Uh, just locked in. Naturally, LeBron and the Cavs locked in while Draymond was locked out. It's not all Draymond Green's fault the Warriors lost to the Cavaliers in the 2016 NBA Finals, but he did squander their golden opportunity at home with all their men on the court. The perfect cap for the best season of all time. The Dancing Bear lost his temper and swung his arms and legs one too many times. On a somewhat related note, another really good YouTube search is Bear on Tricycle Gets Pissed. You might see something with Draymond vibes. listening to NBA Storytime. I'm your host, co-writer, and stretch three on the floor, Jamel Johnson. Harry Swartout is our producer, co-writer, and a man heavily invested in rec specs. Daniel Hardigan is our script editor and the guy who mops up after people who fall down under the basket. Haley O'Shaughnessy is our consulting producer and leading the league in bench points. Devin Shepard is our production coordinator and the only one who makes sure we all get on the team bus on time. John Yales and Peter Moses are our executive producers, and they also insisted on calling their own fouls. Real good to you guys. NBA Storytime is a Blue Wire podcast. Catch you next time.